That's what that the bacon effect has on you. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was chasing bacon. I don't know. Uh, Everything's better with bacon. It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield, Rico Hogan, and John Maracle. Loud Pipes, episode 101. We're coming off our high from episode 100. I'm stuffed full of chicken wings and Oktoberfest. And I think my brothers have been drinking tonight as well. Mr. Hogan. Hey, hey. I know you've been drinking. You know it, bro. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> what is uh, in yeah. your glass? Man, I'm drinking a Long Island iced tea. I had one before that, and I had um, a rum and coke before that. So before before that, oh, and I was I so was I'm, I'm two, with the glass, but look at that. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm two in already, so I'm feeling pretty loose. I think that's your nickname, two in. Yeah, two in. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and I ate a ton of pizza, so I'm in. I'm in that. Uh, that uncomfortable stage right now. Don't know if I want to go or wait. <laughs> I heard that. All right, Johnny John, Mr. Miracle, the secret keeper of the group. What's happening? Not much, guys. Not much. Enjoying us ready for the good evening of Love Pipes 101. But you know, 101 should be a topic about, you know, 101, how to do things, right? Yeah, why not? Hey. So. Hmm. Hmm. Anyways, <laughs> well, what are you te- drinking there, my sir? Teach us how to drink. You you don't have anything? Uh, I got some spiked sweet tea. Spiked sweet tea? What? What is that? Spiked sweet tea. Flavored sweet tea. Oh, okay. With with a little alcohol in it. It's spiked. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess that qualifies. It's... It's uh, infused sweet tea. Alcohol. All right. Well, I guess um, since I'm hanging out in Buffalo this week, this is where work has taken me the last couple of weeks. Being a little close to the Canadian border, I figured we would bring something down from our neighbors to the north. The traditional Labatt Blue Canadian Pilsner in a 24-ounce can. Wow, 24 ounce can. I got a pounder, baby. Woo. Not like I need it. Uh, Mm. And how many of you have been drinking there, buddy? Well, my buddy and I from work split a a pitcher. I don't don't know how much was in it. Mm. (laughs) And we went to Duff's, some of the best hot wings around. Well, you are in Buffalo, so they better be good. I know, and kind of like Rico, I'm I'm full to the point of like, like borderline uncomfortable. Definitely ate too much food. Yeah. All right, John. So you have you have scared up a guest for us tonight. I have. Looks to be interesting. You want to go ahead and bring him in for us? Yeah, man. So so uh, tonight I have met this gentleman and the hoot nanny, the homestead hoot nanny here last July, and you know up from. Our neck of woods from College Day up from the Boston, Massachusetts area. And uh, his YouTube name is Happy Jack. So, welcome there, sir. Hey, how you doing tonight? Doing well. Thanks for having me. No problem. And, you know, we're going to dive into your your experience of motorblogging, your riding, and a little bike you got to take a little ride on that <laughs> we've, been, we've been thinking about driving. Yeah, I got a half hour on the Yamaha Venture. I uh, I enjoyed it. Cool, nice. So, what? Uh, how long have you been moto blogging? Uh, I started probably around 2014 ish. Yeah, small channel, probably four or five hundred subscribers. I do a lot of demo rides, things like that. Nothing too exciting. Very nice. And what what's your daily ride? Uh, 14 Limited. Holly oh. Davidson Ultra Limited. The big one. That's competition with you, Rico. I know, right? Well, I got a chance <laughs> to ride with him. I've ridden the Roadmaster. They're pretty much the same bike. Yep. 
Also, Rico, you've met Happy Jack as well. Oh yeah, I'm out of the loop, man. I, you know, it's one, you know, it's one of those rides you couldn't participate in. Yeah, want 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 want. You you might have been on you might have been on the West Coast at the time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll use that one. Yeah, nice. mm-hmm. we'll, go, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, with we'll that. go with that. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, I any think- special any special modifications you've done in your ride so far? Uh I kind of got a. I think I got like a stage half on mine. I got a Canon air clean air filter, uh, some slip on pipes, a fuel pack. Uh, cats are still in it. I, I kind of do the cheap stuff, all the bolt-on stuff, new windshields. I take the tour pack on and off it as ne- as uh, at will. Uh, switch to a backrest, things like that. Right, right, all right. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You can be proud with that. I, I like to spend money riding it rather than rather than putting uh, money into it. <laughs> I hear you. That's more fun. At least you ranch on it. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't. No, I do not. You don't rent on it. Okay, in the show. I, I, I don't. I don't rent on <laughs> Good night. anything. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> take take it down to the local shop and have them take care of it. I, I prepaid for the services. <laughs> I heard Rick, that. I'm only laughing because I'm in the same boat with you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I wish I could. I wish I could rent. Uh I once turned a three hundred dollar job into a twelve hundred dollar job by trying it myself oh. first. Oh yeah, smart man then. Ouch. Ah, uh, yeah. So, Jack, how long? I mean, since we're out there riding, and and what was really cool, Enrico, you missed this. It was when I think we talked about it, and after the ride was, uh, Jack and Bacon and myself went off in the spirited group that day, and watching Bacon and Jack ride in front of me was like unbelievable those guys were jack was like right behind bacon just going through the tail of the dragon they're like just if bacon went down jack was going to run right over him (laughs) (laughs) there was no stopping (laughs) i felt like i had been riding with bacon for 20 years oh yeah oh yeah there was you guys were just falling i knew every movie was going to make before he made it yeah that's that's that was pretty cool i mean that's Pretty cool to see. Yeah, did he have the diner then? Right. Yeah, he had the diner. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was on a street pub. Yeah, I have a nice video of it on my channel. Nice, nice. Yeah, so go go look at. It. I mean, I didn't put the video. Up. I haven't done my video of it, unfortunately. A little slack over here. Um, but oh, I had to. I think I have part of the video behind in the beginning of it, but halfway through the camera died. Oh, that's too bad because I, I wouldn't mind seeing myself on it. I'll have to, I'll throw it up there. What I have, I have about ten minutes of it. All right, no problem. But you guys, whenever were, you get it, yeah. And and the funny thing is, on the GoPro, as I look at it, the GoPro makes you look farther back than what you really are. Yes, it and it does. and it's like I'm like I was farther back than that. You you were always behind me. Every time I looked, oh, yeah. you were there. Uh, we we never we never left you. Oh yeah, no, no, I was there. I mean, I was right with you guys, but on the video, it was just like on the video, I thought I was um, a lot closer than what I really was, or I was. Ham, the video showed me farther back, and I thought I was closer than I was. If it makes I sense, I thought the video made me made me look slower than it felt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you guys were flying. I video takes off. Like we were, what's that? Video takes off ten mile an hour. <laughs> it did. It took off ten miles an hour. I know it did. <laughs> But you know that's that's kind of one of those things that we went through in what I think you timed it like seventeen minutes. I came out just around seventeen minutes, but we had some cars in front of us slow us down here and there, and I think there was one that didn't even move over. We ended up following uh, all the way to the overlook, yeah, probably for the last ninety seconds or so. Yeah, I mean we're just hauling through there, so that was a good ride. So that was the best riding I've ever done. That was the that was the most fun I've ever had on a bike. Now 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 you guys got to ask. You know, when when we got to the overlook, I had a laugh at what you said, Jack. What did you say when you got off the bike after that ride? I said I could die tomorrow. <laughs> wow, that good, huh? Oh, it was that good, that good, better, better than that good. Mm-hmm. That's what the that's what that the bacon effect has on you. 
Maybe, maybe it was chasing bacon. I don't know. Uh, Everything's better with bacon. <laughs> Everything's better with bacon. That, that may have been it. I don't know. But it was uh, <laughs> it was absolutely the, the most fun I've ever had on a motorcycle. That those eleven miles or whatever it is. Yeah, it's eleven it was it was nine miles at that point because unfortunately it goes a little farther. We stopped that overlook isn't like the the, right, the I, tail I goes like another two miles past that. So that's the core of the you know, of the tail. So, and you know, the rest of that day, what we did was pretty freaking awesome too. Uh, the other roads that we uh, hit in Tennessee and we everything. Went to, we went to some place called duck something or other, didn't we? Yeah. Ducktown. I had to go get my D for Ducktown. Ducktown. We had to go get a D. Yeah. That's for the challenge. For somewhere. Yeah. yeah that was, we, we had some beautiful roads that day. That was, uh, it was one of the best days of riding I ever had. I want to, I I'll thank you again, John. Oh no, oh, hey, no problem. I mean, it was pretty cool. Let me let me follow you around. <laughs> it was no problem, man. It was a lot of fun. You know, um, I I want. I knew you said you wanted to ride, and I know <laughs> the funny thing is when we got back to the last gas station in Telco Plains, you're like, I'm like, well, we gotta go over to Scarborough. You're like, yeah, I'm just ready to get back to the room. I'm like, well, we got another hour and a half to go. <laughs> Was I done? I, I forget. Yeah, yeah it might have been. It was. I rode. A, I rode nine hundred and ten miles down in one day, and uh, and then obviously did those uh, those rides. Right. So so, you know, talking about that, and we'll we'll jump down in a little bit again. That so when you came down for the hoot nanny, your goal was to do what? A couple of doing iron butt. I, I was at I was at nine hundred and fifteen miles. I think when I got to the hotel. So I told everybody I'd be back in a couple hours, and off I went. Yeah. <laughs> and rode for two more hours, and then went and checked into the hotel. Nice. And then the funny thing was, you looked at your Google data, and you realized that you were short. Google and my uh, my odometer didn't match up. It showed it showed me off by a lot, probably about sixty or seventy miles. And so I'm not what? sure I can prove prove it. Yeah, I don't know if what my odometer is off. Or, or what, but I was way off. I don't know where, where I lost the miles. But I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get that certified by the Iron Butt Association. Oh, that's... Uh... I did do it again on the way back, so I have uh, my receipts from that one, and that one is a solid, I think, 1,100 miles. Okay. We were farther into, uh, where were we? North Carolina. Yeah. So, so the interesting thing is, is so in what, less than a week you did two Iron Butts? I did two Iron Butts in like five days, four days, five days. That's awesome. I did seven hundred between the two rides. I did seven hundred miles of riding in torrential rain. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to ask. Was that uh, coming down? You know, you talked about how you rode in the rain the whole ray for four or five hundred miles. On the way back. It was worse on the way back. Worse on the way back because I hit the rain at midnight, and, it, oh. and so it's, it becomes very hard to see. And then I ended up in, I ended up in Hartford at five, uh, six a.m. On a Tuesday morning, in torrential rain, Ouch. which means traffic, oh. Oh. and it was it became actually a little brutal. It, it became a little scary. Uh, I was starting to bobblehead, you know, when you're starting to fall asleep. Yeah, I ended I ended up on the bike for just just under twenty five hours. Ooh, that's nuts. Yeah, I had to get back for a funeral, so I had I couldn't stop, couldn't uh, couldn't Good find valley. a uh, hotel. Yeah, I had to keep going. Now, now I have a question because I never really talked to you about it. Did you stay with the other guys, or did you depart with, from them? I stayed with them for a while until about lunchtime, and then I realized that my because I had so much farther to go, uh, I I was my GPS kept telling me estimated arrival time, and it kept bouncing back later and later and later. I was going to end up there. I think when I finally split with them. I think my GPS said I was going to be home at like 3.30 in the morning or 4 in the morning. And I had to pick up the pace. Or I, was going to, uh, I was going to hit morning Boston traffic. I didn't beat it. I still ended up in Boston traffic 8.30 in the morning uh, on a Tuesday morning in Boston. Oh, in the rain. sucks. I know how much oh. fun. <laughs> Even when it's sunny. <laughs> yeah, it sucks when it's sunny. It was worse when it was raining and you've been up for 26, 7 hours. Something like that. I don't know. I don't remember the exact numbers, but I have all my receipts, so I might submit that one for an iron. But I haven't gotten around to doing it. Um, I'm how not long sure do you, how, how long do you have to submit that? I have no idea. 
if if you know if I don't get it if I don't get it uh, I don't think I'm ever going to have to prove it to anybody. Uh, I know I did it. My wife knows I did it. My friends know I did it. Yeah, I, I you did it. I don't really need it. the piece. Yeah, you know, I mean, you guys know I did it. <laughs> I didn't. I don't need the piece of paper that says that says I did it. Yeah. But someday, someday I might because I, I did have a guy at the Yamaha dealership uh, when he heard I rode a Harley say, "Well, I don't ride mine bar to bar," and he meant he meant drinking establishment, drinking establishment. Uh-huh. I wanted to, I wanted to put the piece of paper in his face, but I didn't because I, obviously I didn't have couldn't prove it. So, uh, so how long have you been riding there, Mister Jack? How long have I been riding? Well, if you count dirt, I've been riding since the mid '80s. But if you, if it's strictly street, you're looking at the '90s, uh, mid to late '90s. All right. So, what bikes have you ridden? Ridden or owned? I could I could never count all the bikes I've ridden. Let's go owned. Owned. Uh, CBR nine hundred, CBR one thousand, V Star thirteen hundred. Let's see, uh, my Harley Ultra Limited. And then is probably half a dozen, maybe eight or nine different dirt bikes throughout the years. Uh, I can't, I don't really remember exactly. A lot of KXs, uh, three or four KXs, a CR. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I've, I think I've only owned four street bikes, but I had a good friend who ran a motorcycle dealership and he could take a bike home every weekend. So we would get get to ride whatever he brought home that weekend. Uh, And he, he had a, uh, he had a fetish for the goal wing, so I, al- I always ended up on a goal wing. <laughs> well, before we get into the to the other one, how's how's the goal wing compared to the big ultra? Just just rough comparison. Uh they're both awesome in their own way. the The ultra is a the one of the hardest things to get used to on the when I had the V Star was the V twin thump, and uh, not once now that I'm used to it, it's uh, it's the I think it's the ride I prefer. But um, the Goldwing is smooth, almost electric. Uh, it's perfect, but it, it's almost too perfect. Uh, sometimes I f- yeah. when I'm on a Goldwing, I feel like I'm riding an Accord or a, or a, a Civic. Well, uh, you kind of are. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. It does everything it's supposed to do. It doesn't break. Uh, there's nothing wrong with the bike. It's just it's, it, it, it feels like an electric motorcycle at 100 miles an hour. You don't know you're doing 100. There's okay. a George Jackson uh, sound that it makes too while you're going down the street. That's a George Jackson sound, sure. Uh, but uh, they, they're different. I, uh, it had when it came time to buy a touring bike, it, I, it was between those two bikes. And if the Honda dealership had let me test ride it, there's a chance I would have ended up on the Goldwing. But uh, the Harley dealership was was very uh, very liberal with their test rides. I fell in love with the liquid. Uh, I could finally get liquid cooling on a Harley, and uh, I, I had to jump all over it. Once they told me it had navigation and, and liquid cooling, I was sold. Yeah, see, yeah, wait, you there, said- that goes back. To, yeah, that goes back to our points on a couple other episodes where he said if more dealerships were doing more test rides, they would sell more bikes. Absolutely. I think it's an insurance thing. It's up to the dealership whether they're willing to shell out that kind of money for a. Uh, for that kind of insurance. I don't think it is. It's how I understand it. It's more, it's more if they start putting the miles on it, then they have to sell it as a used bike. I've heard that. I've heard that as well. Harley invests in their business and some other people just eh, mail it in, you know, so their sales numbers also mail it in. You pay the premium for the Harley though. They're they're charging you for that, uh, for that test ride. it's, It's, it's built into the price. Well, yeah, you know we went back, guys. We went back and looked at the previous show where we did the four comparisons, and Harley was the cheapest model on the Street Glide. I, you know, it, they're not they're not as uh, as expensive as you think. When I was shopping between the Wing and the uh, the Harley, it wasn't a matter of money. They they were uh, they were neck and neck money wise. Yeah, was your V Star or V Four? No, it was a V Twin. Oh, because you said you had to get used to the V twin thump. So I was wondering if you had a V four. No, it was a, it's a V twin. It's the same V star they're selling now, I believe. They've just dressed it up a little bit with a fairing and uh, and put a like a Zumu. What do they call it? Is it Zumu or is it, I don't know how to pronounce it. The uh, GPS thing. Am I saying it wrong? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, somebody help me out here. 
Yeah, I don't know what it's called. Yeah, the, John can look it up. The Garmin, one of those. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's it's got a little portable GPS in the fairing that looks like it was added after uh, after the factory. Huh. Zumba? Is that it? There's Zuma. Z U M O. Okay. Is that the drink? Yeah, right. Yeah. I was just thinking that. Thinking no, that's that's Zima. Zima. Uh, that's making a comeback. Zima. Yeah, you took a picture of a case or something like that. I've was seen it. You? Yeah, I've seen it in three different places now. It's like holy cow, they're stocking it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aunt Moto. He told me because he does. That's his day job stuff right now, and you know he said that to us. I think it is Zumu. Z Z U M O. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um since we talked about your bikes, which one would what was your favorite bike you owned? Oh, they're like my children. I loved them all the same. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not letting you off that easy. Come on, I pick one. <laughs> um what is my favorite bike? Uh, you gotta factor in the cost of each one. Uh if you go by if you go uh, dollar for dollar, it was the V Star. Oh wow. Interesting. I bought it brand new for seven thousand dollars. Sold it five years later for five thousand. Hey, that's that's not a bad turn of investment. Do- dollar for dollar, it was the best bike I ever owned. It never let me down, never broke. I did uh, probably almost twenty thousand miles on it, and at the same same time, I owned one of the CBRs too. So you're talking about that? Uh, the guy I ride with here locally, Irishman, that I came up to mass with, has the V Star. 1300 as well and he has probably 250,000 miles on that bike oh that's a that's a lot and it's on its second motor at 120 the first one went and he's already and he's i think he's over 100 on the second one now that's pretty impressive i i did think that bike would keep going i don't know if i ever would have put 200 and whatever you said 240,000 miles 250 yeah and I and, still wouldn't I still wouldn't be there if I, if I still had it <laughs> yeah so uh he rides and it's it's really neat and you know it still hauls today so there's a couple of issues that he, we had on the way up with his clutch cable but got that fixed now so he's all good all right so rich shall we get into the next little new topic that he can share with us yeah i think we should move on to the the venture. All right. So, so go for it, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Where'd you ride it? When'd you ride it? Okay. I rode it at Mom South, which is uh, motorcycles of Manchester uh, yeah, yeah. in Fox, Foxborough, Massachusetts. There was one bike, 11 spots and two days. So you had 22 people were going to ride this bike. Turns out not that, not that many were able to, but um, it was, it, it, there's all the spots filled up in about 15 minutes. So luckily, luckily I got one. Let's see. It was, I want to say it was September, it was Friday, September 8th. I played hooky from work and, uh, and hung out at a motorcycle dealership talking to motorcycle people about motorcycles, which is some of my favorite things. There you go. Awesome. So first impression of uh, seeing it in person, what'd you think? Love the looks of it. Yeah, I'm digging it too. You dig it? Yeah. I, I, um, I mean, like any bike, you're not going to buy it if you don't like the looks of it. You're never going to see all the features of it if you just walk by it in the showroom. You have, you have to be attracted to it. And I think it, I think it hits a home run looks-wise. But even though I ride a Harley, I'm more a Yamaha sport bike guy. I just happen to ride a Harley now. So I love you, man. I love you, man. Because, <laughs> as you probably have known, Rico had an R6. Get a room. I heard, oh, actually, I heard that, and uh, you said that Rich has it now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, because yep. I, because I had some time to kill while I was there, I took an R six out for uh, one of the demos. Yeah, it was nice. I, I realized I'm a little too fat for it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, it was tough to get. I, when I first put my feet down, I couldn't find the pegs. I kept putting them farther and farther back, and eventually I found them, but. Uh, yeah, after after about five ten minutes, I was comfortable on it, and that thing wants to rev to the moon. Uh, it just if they, I just wish I didn't have two road captains with me. I would have I would have loved to have ripped that thing around for an hour. Uh, I, I know I would have brought it back all blown up or crashed or something. 
because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay for it. So <laughs> awesome. All right, so let's go back to the Yamaha. Yeah, back to the venture. I'm sorry. The venture. So, you know, what was your thoughts about the ride and the tech on the bike? The, it has everything. I can't think of anything in the touring class that isn't on this bike. I have a list in front of me, but I'd bore you with with just l- listing off things. Uh, basically, if you can think of it, it's on this bike. He, everything's heated, uh, central locking, adjustable windscreen, GPS if you go for the transcontinental model. You get four speakers, upgraded stereo, um, dual-zone audio control, satellite radio, CB radio. Like, like I said, if it's in the touring class, it's in this bike. It's got yeah. everything. Um, and it feels almost it feels almost like a sport tour when you take it off the stand it feels very light it doesn't feel like a 960 pound bike i think it's about 60 pounds heavier than a goldwing wow but the one of the gentlemen i talked one of the gentlemen one of the gentlemen i talked to was coming off a goldwing he said this felt lighter and i i could see that when i kicked it off the picked it up off the stand it felt like a uh, it felt like a much smaller bike it, it was the lightest heavy bike i have ever ridden okay all right so, was there anything about the bike, and we'll get to the bad news first. That I hate to bash anything, but go ahead. That you that you wish the bike had. Yeah, is it missing anything? I wish it had a different motor. Well, hang on, hang on. Ah. Not to that yet. Not that yet. <laughs> I, I, if I remember correctly, you, one thing you didn't like is the tour packs don't come off. The tour pack doesn't come off. I didn't. Well, it doesn't have. Bluetooth to the to a headset. I didn't like that, uh, but I'm sure uh, Gar, uh, not Gar, uh, Cena will come out with another free wire if if the bike sells. If they think they can sell another free wire, they'll they'll produce another one. Uh, and it and the tour pack doesn't come off. I asked the the guy if uh, the Yamaha rep if the tour pack came off, and he he pointed me to the eluder, the other bike. Told him my garage wasn't big enough for two of them, and uh, so I know with my limited I. I, when I'm going one up, when I don't have a passenger, I take the tour pack off. Or if I'm not going down to North Carolina or something, the tour pack comes off, and I ride, uh, I ride with just a luggage rack on the back. The, the whatever the tour pack weighs, I don't know if it's forty or fifty pounds or something. But to have all that weight sitting that high up and in the back, it really affects the handling of the bike. So I, I like to get rid of the tour pack. Yeah, I like to get rid of it hmm. if I don't need it. All right. So yeah. that was the, the first thing I did when I bought my Harley was was put a quick release on the tour pack. Can, we, that, can that we take a half step back? Say that again? No, sorry. Can we take a half step back to the the sort of the sport touring field? Does that translate out on the road? It did. The only thing it, that I ran into a issue was I hit the uh, the floorboards too quick. It, yeah. <laughs> it it needs it needs another it needs another inch of ground clearance because it it will definitely handle it as far as performance goes. Uh, that okay. that thing could could go much lower than the than the floorboards allowed it to. Huh. I, th- I think the bike itself is a home run. The, uh, the, the, the ergos on it, it was the most comfortable bike I've ever ridden, probably. So and, it's c- kind of like they were able to take the FJR 1300 charist- characteristics and bring into it for the sport touring aspect of it. Probably. Believe it or not, it, it, believe it or, you're, you're probably right. I've never ridden an FJR, so I can't comment on it. it the, the one it felt most like was my CBR 1000, believe it or not. Okay. The CBR 1000, it's a very low center of gravity. And I say it in my video that, I don't know if you guys remember the weeble, weebles wobble, but they don't fall down, where all the weight's on the bottom. And it really felt like it took no effort to drop the thing side to side. All the weight is sitting right on the bottom of the frame. And it makes for a really nice ride. Nice. So, so to go back to the weight difference, yes, the Gold Wing is 900 to, 904 pounds to 933. Depending on options, and I, I want to say the uh, transcontinental one is nine sixty three, somewhere in that area. The transcontinental venture, I think, is nine sixty three. Give me a second, if I remember. Find out. Yeah, the thing, the thing that really gives me um, with this bike, and, and it's, it's it's all around the, the the tour pack not being able to have that quick release to take them off, and the the lighting cluster in the back of it. On um, you know, you got the 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 lights on the the saddlebags, the light on your rear fender, you got the light on your, your tour pack. So I think that they did overdid it with the lights in the back and the seating. I don't know that the the seat on it just looks a little blah. There's nothing exciting about it. 
the seat is adjustable, actually. I don't know if you noticed. The, there's a backrest for the driver. You can buy a taller one or shorter one, and it actually will slide forward or back to uh, to accommodate a shorter or taller rider. Uh, it's a really nice feature that I'm surprised other somebody else hasn't thought of before now. If they have, I haven't seen it until now. And uh, wow. I, I, I asked a, the only person I saw that took his wife out. I re- ran over and asked the wife how she how comfortable the rear was, and they said uh, she said it was the most comfortable. Uh, bike she had ever been a passenger on, and they're coming off. They were coming off two gold wings. I asked them what they were, what they rode, and he was on his second gold wing. And as a side note, he left five hundred dollars to buy one when they come. Oh, oh cool. wow, wow! So yes, they, you, they, they were very impressed with it. All right, so you are correct. It's nine sixty three on the on the the Star Venture. Yep, on the TC. Okay, so we got over the good point, the medium point. Now I'll get to the ugly point. Mm, I didn't love the I didn't love the motor. I just I bo- kept bouncing it off the rev limiter. It, I I don't know if they need to stretch it out more. It once I hit the rev limiter the first time, I, I I made a conscious effort to look down at where it was hitting it, and the red lines at forty seven fifty, which it just it it caught there too quick. Now maybe maybe that's something you'd get used to after you've ridden it for an hour, two hours, or two days. Uh, but in 20 minutes, I didn't get used to it. I kept, I kept finding the rev limiter. Uh, I, th- I think it needs more motor. Uh, I, I think they. You think got- that was because it was a demo bike, maybe that they were just cat them cut back. I, I made a comment of that in my video that it is possible that the, this is a test, and they want to see how many fail and so forth. Uh, it's possible they got, but the red line was painted into the speedo, uh, the odometer, whatever that is. Uh, oh, in the tack, it said 4700 was the red line. It was at forty seven hundred was the red line, and that's where the uh, that's where the rev limiter kept kept yelling at me. Huh? Now that sucks. I thought so. Yeah, I hate. I hate. I mean, maybe it's something you'd get used to after riding it for a while. And I know they say it's one hundred and twenty six foot pound of torque, which is a lot of torque. I didn't feel it. I, I don't know where. I don't. I would like to see that number on a real dyno um, by a private. Right private shop somewhere uh, it didn't feel like it the milwaukee uh, with that bike with a milwaukee eight in it i would buy it all day wow oh wow yeah that's kind of like that's how i feel about the ducatis you know it just hit the red lines too too quick and, I've and never, it, it, it's it, like i've never ridden oh really yeah you gotta ride it to know where i'm coming from because it's kind of like this experience you're talking about now on on the adventure you know, by the time you start getting into it and think you need more power, you hit the red limiter and you're you're done. And you're like, ah, screw this. It's just too much shifting. And I don't want to have to deal with that. I agree. I think it would be especially for a tour where you where you don't want to shift. You want to uh this is meant to be ridden six, seven hundred miles in a day. You don't want to be shifting all day. You you wanna find a sweet spot and stick with it. Yep. I th- I think they I, I wish they had gone with a, an inline six or even a V4 or something that would let it rev up to six or seven grand. Uh, I think this could have gone head on against a gold wing and beat it all, all day. If they had not gone with an air cooled V twin. Well, the fact is I think they did that to go against Indian and Harley's air cooled engines. I think they did too. Uh, if, if they had to, have. if you, if you go to any motorcycle event, 80% of the bikes are V twins, 80% of them are Harley's. So who are you going to shoot for? You want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Right. So that's kind of what we've kind of said in past episodes. It's like Yamaha has gone after, you know, the Goldwing and BMW for the tech and comfort and going after Indian and Harley on the engine side. Yeah, they that's I think that's their their plan. Yeah, uh, right. I'm not sure they I'm not sure they got it. But uh, Yeah. So, so yeah, especially if you didn't feel it in the torque. If you didn't feel it as you're trying to, you're getting up in that red line. If you don't feel that torque, it's like, oh, what's the difference? Well, it was. You know? I shouldn't say it wasn't horrible. It was. It just felt a little lazy. Uh, now maybe I had a blown. Maybe I had a bike with something wrong with it. Because I'll, I'll tell you the really bad part. Uh, soon, uh, that that bike actually didn't finish the weekend. Oh, so, so yeah. So before we continue on that, we had a question come in into the our live stream from Mr. Larry from Korea of Riding. Is did you try the sure part, which is the parking system at all? I did not. I uh, you didn't really have that kind of time. Uh, I wish I had. It 
it looks to be a lot like the um, lot like the Goldwing system, although it it actually has a forward also. It'll go forward and back. Okay. Um, it looked fairly easy. There was a handle on the side. You pulled the handle up, disengaged the engine. Um, they really they told they told us before we started that if you don't know what a button does or, or uh, how to operate it, don't touch it. We don't want to be picking you up. We don't want to be picking you up on the side of the road. And so there were some things I did I didn't try just just because I didn't want to be the guy that was broken down on the side of the road. Yeah. The other thing I noticed that this bike doesn't have is the the drop bars behind the tour pack. If you look real closely, I actually think there is some sitting under the under the bags and under the air dam and the uh, air intake in the front. I didn't think there was, and I asked the Yamaha rep or somebody that was there asked the Yamaha rep if it falls over, how far will it go? And he said that it would go all the way down, and you don't want to drop it. But somebody commented on my YouTube video that there is some drop protection sitting under the. Uh, I'd have to pull a picture up. I don't have it right in front of me. But if you look, I think there's some protection under the air intake in the front and under the saddlebag in the rear. Um, yeah, it looks like we're like like we'll go. But yeah, that uh, that looks like plastic. I'd have to go check and see how solid that is. And that was another thing. If I have to pick on the bike a little bit, is so, it felt a little too plastic plasticky, if that's a word. There was a lot of pieces in the cockpit that seemed. Um, it seemed like they should have been a little more solid. They didn't shake or rattle or anything like that, but they just felt like after a few years, they might. Right. Okay. That's good. You know, this is all good information to, you know, for our listeners that are considering this bike, because it is a sharp looking bike. When you look at it on the internet, you're like, man, that is unsexy bike. But to actually ride it. Yeah. To your listeners, don't let me dissuade you. It, it's a nice, nice bike. Ride it first. The things I found wrong with it, you might not, they might not matter to you at all. So exactly. don't let, don't let me dissuade you from, from buying it or riding it. Uh, it's, st- it's still, like I said, it has everything you could possibly want in a touring bike is there. Right. And, and, and I know we talked before and I've talked to you after the ride and stuff, and we've known that Yamaha has delayed it. And yeah, till 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 middle of December at least currently is the information, and you might have some insight of why. Well, the one I rode had a had a nasty wrap in it, and you can see on my video after I get off the bike, the tech takes the bike and pulls it out of the rotation. I did see it go back out later in the day, so they I assume they all they did was check the oil, or I'm not sure what they did to tell you the truth. But I talked to one of the road captains prior, and I was, I was saying that it would be nicer if we had two or three bikes to test. That only having one bike makes it kind of difficult for everybody that wants to ride it. And he said, "Well, it's a matter of the amount of bikes that are actually roadworthy." This is what he said. I don't know how how much he knows or how what he's privy to, but he he said there there were eleven bikes to begin with that were roadworthy. Uh, one met a violent end to the front or back of a Winnebago or something, and Two were out with mechanical, which left just eight bikes all across the country for, for demo rides. The one I rode, uh, from what I understand, and I've actually confirmed it with Mom South, was actually pulled out of the rotation later in the day, because of, I assume because of the rap that I, that I had heard. So that's three, three, out, of, three out of ten bikes, uh, not, not including the one that got run over in Sturgis. Three out of ten bikes uh, had failures, and I can tell you one of them was most likely a motor failure. I don't, I don't know about the other two. They do, he just said it. He just said it was mechanical. So it's possible that that you might not see this bike till the spring if there's if there's serious motor issues. And I don't know if there are or not. It's still this is uh, complete speculation on my part. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I I found that uh, protective bar. I guess you can call it hidden. Just outside of that little black uh, fairing where the fog light would go, I guess. But all that, it's plastic all around there. So you have the potential of of breaking that before you even get to the protective bar there. I I was on the hoot, Nanny, and the first time in 25 years or 20 years, whatever it is, I dropped my bike. And uh, it came out without a scratch uh, with the full, full drop bars all around the sides. 
and uh, I don't think I'd buy buy a nine hundred pound bike without them. Because once oh, once I, a nine hundred pound bike, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say amen to that because I know exactly how you feel there. <laughs> uh, once a nine hundred pound bike starts brethren. to go down, it's going to finish going down. There's not there's not much you can do to stop. So just kind of hope it, hope you don't damage it and pick it up when you're done. Right. Because that's a lot of bite to get off your leg if you were to let it fall on you. Yeah, have you ever had that happen? I jumped, I jumped off. I, I felt it going, and I, I left. It let, just let the bike go down. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, what was it? Yeah, I think it was just right before we met with you guys. John <laughs> needed to take a picture of, it's all John's fault, too, by the way. John? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to blame mine on John, too. <laughs> Can I do that? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. Sure you can, Jack. Go right ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he wanted to park in this one asinine place underneath the sign next to the what was that? A uh, um uh uh post office. Post office for little yeah. Switzerland. So we can right, get the letter right. L for a motorcycle podcast challenge, Rico. If you watch where you were riding and didn't decide to go through that divot. Yeah, there's a small little divot there, and the in the divot kind of really kind of slants down to the right. So you really have to try to keep the bike leaning left, so you won't go all the way right. Well, in doing that, going down the hill and at that heavy right angle at the at that incline, there was no way to really hold the bike upright instead of trying to hug that curve and go down the hill. Well, John was parked too close to where I would have to clip him to make this turn so as i try to slow down and adjust the weight over to the left well i didn't have enough weight because i'm such a small cut the bike just said well i'm just gonna go right so i just kind of easily let it kind of fall over to the to the right and you know picked it up later but yeah if it wasn't for those um those uh protective bars on the side yeah the crash bars it'll it'll probably scratch up the whole side what i felt bad for was then um if you remember the guy Dennis, he dropped it that day, that day too, and then yeah, he dropped it right there. I tried to save him from dropping his bike, so I told him, "Don't park, don't come this way. Swing all the way out, swing all the way out to the left." And he, sure enough, he just came straight on down. I was like, "Oh, this guy's gonna drop his bike." And sure enough, he drops his bike, same spot I just did. I was just like, "Dude, I tried to tell you." Uh, yeah, no, oh well. No, no. Then, unfortunately, the next day he dropped it, was it three or four more times? I don't know if it was that many, but he had a tough weekend. I, I felt bad for him. I, I, I don't know if – was it a new bike to him? I, I'm not sure. No, I it think – no. Street Glide, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, no. Yeah. It, yeah, it was a Street Glide, yeah. I just think it came back to the fact that he, after the last one, he got in the bike and went home, left, and I guess he slept for like 12 hours straight or something. So, I think I don't think he was on his he wasn't on his game. Yeah, the poor guy wasn't on his game. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what I'll go back to say is we've talked about in the past is you know you got to take care of your body and he was it was hot and you know you ride a lot and if you're dehydrated and hot it's you're gonna make mental mistakes. So I'm blaming mine on the bike being overloaded. I had uh, pretty much everything I own on on the bike. Because we went hotel to hotel, right? So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm blaming it on too much weight on the bike. So, I mean, not to ask, I mean, where did you accidentally drop, or where did you drop yours? I was well. We were heading down from one of the overlooks. We stopped at an overlook every six minutes, it seemed like. But from we will leave. We ride with Rich. <laughs> I don't know who I was. It was a, lot, it was a large group. Uh, <laughs> and I, I was towards the end. I looked back, and one of the guys wasn't with us anymore. So I knew he wasn't from the area. So I figured, and I have GPS, so I figured I'd swing around and uh, make sure he was good to go. And what he did was he had, lo- he had dropped his key fob, oh. and he was lo- on the side of the road looking for it. So I came to a stop and tried to do a U-turn in, in a spot that was too small to do a U-turn. Uh, I thought I had, uh, I had a complete lack of skill there for a second. And uh, I had to, uh, I had to jump off it. It was going to, there was, there was no saving it. I was going to fall. I was only doing one mile an hour or two miles an hour. So it, there was, there was no damage scr- scratches on the bars. That's about it. Uh, once I knew it was going down, I didn't try to save it. I didn't, tr- I just, I just left it. I just right. start with breaking an ankle over. 
Right. I think it was uh, when we're probably leaving Boone going down to um, Asheville. I think you were right. I think that's the group you were with that day. Because that was, that was probably your day that you had to... Well, or is it today you left out of Asheville over going down to Robbinsville? That was the two days. Dude, it's all a mush. I, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember where I was riding and when. I know I had a nice ride with Alan on the Sporty, the guy that came down for yeah. the drag twice. Yeah. Uh, that even though he was slow, he was a tremendous rider. He he uh, much better than his speed. <laughs> yeah, we we watched Rico and I had um, we we Rico and I, Rico wanted when we came over there. Rico was like to me, "All right, I don't want to lead. I want to just chill out. I'm gonna relax." I'm like, "Okay, I'll lead." And we get over there, and everybody's like, "Well, you guys know the road, so you lead." And we're like, "It's <laughs> like, oh, I swept. You led. I swept. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Maybe okay. yeah." You're in the back, yeah, yeah. Because I was just like, I just want to sit in the back. I just don't want it to think. I don't want to navigate. I just want to follow. That's I was. So I I just want to. I just want to chill and enjoy the scenery from the back. That's all I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, you know, I get picked to lead and take a group of uh, guys to where we were going at that morning. Yeah, we we're going down to Little Switzerland. Little Switzerland. All right. When we left the hotel, a Little Switzerland day. I was with uh, Harley Trek. My yeah. Seven. Yeah, you get you Marco weren't. Ride. Yeah, you weren't with no, us. We were, that I was with a different group. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we were trying to all stay together, but it's just like trying to get you know twenty bikes awesome. to stay together was just really hard that day. Yeah. That day was really hard. It's tough to keep a group of twenty. Was it twenty five riders? Twenty eight riders? Uh, it was a lot. It's you can't keep a group that that big together without. Uh, it's you're better off breaking it up into four and five, four and five riders. Well, that, that's what we ended up doing, and it was just. Yeah. yeah, so that's what happened, right. and, it, and it worked out better, and it was a good day. I mean, it was a good riding, enjoyable. So overall, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Oh, I yeah. enjoyed it. Oh yeah. All right. So so I'll ask another question, and we can move on to something else. Maybe Rich has a question. He can think about one. Would you take the Yamaha Venture if they replaced the motor? Would you put it in the garage? If they replaced the motor? Yeah. I would. But That's they, a big replacement. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Replace. Um, yeah, they'd have to do something with the motor. But yes, I, I could definitely, I could definitely own every other part of the bike. Yeah, another important part is there anything on the the venture that you want on your Harley? Central locking. Okay. I don't care about the adjustable windshield. Uh, what else? I. Cent- uh, let me look at the list. I don't. I don't use heated seats. I don't even use them in my truck. Uh, Detet- detachable tour pack. Well, I, I have the have detachable that. tour pack. Oh, you have that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, tire pressure monitoring. Yeah, take it or leave it. I guess. So no, the Harley's perfect. I think is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so central locking. I. I really. I don't know why I have to put a key in every single bag to to lock and unlock it. I should be able to hit a button. But for thirty thousand dollars, I should hit a button and lock the bike. Um, I agree. Indian does that. I have to. I have to pay for satellite radio if I wanted. It's a four hundred dollar option. Um. Otherwise, it's got all the same stuff. It's just the. Uh, I don't care about the windshield and all the heated seats. You can buy a heated seat for eight hundred bucks if you want it from Holly. But now you're up well into thirty thousand dollars if you start doing that. Now, didn't you say the seats adjustable too? It is adjustable. It is adjustable. One thing Harley has is, uh, is if you want a different seat, there's probably 80 different options. Whereas with the Yamaha, <laughs> the catalog. yeah, there's 80, right? Am I, there's got to be between aftermarket and Harley, and there's got to be a ton of different seats for for Harley Davidson. Um, if you give up, if you if you don't ride a Harley, you lose the uh, what I like to call the accessoration, and uh, which is a word I made up. And right, I like uh, it. If you go on Craigslist and type type backrest, 90, 90% of them are going to be for a Harley. Uh, so you always have all, all this stuff you can buy or change on your Harley that you can't do with pretty much every other brand. Yeah, but you hit on one other important part that people overlook with Harley is, is the detail, the quality, and the fit and finish. I mean, you notice that the cheap plastic on the Yamaha, that was what they're calling their best of the best. You don't get Apparently that. Apparently, it's not up to standard. Yeah, but but if you want all the features on the on the Yamaha stock on a Harley, you have to jump to the CVO at forty three thousand dollars. Well, yeah, boo. 
that's yeah. that is a huge chunk of change for a uh, for a touring motorcycle, for any motorcycle, for a car. Right. You got you've gotten a chance to kind of w- do a walk around of the 2018 uh, Street Glide Special. What do you think of that bike? I like the blacked out. I like the blacked out yeah. look. Uh, I like that they they made it uh, prior to now. The the Street Glide Special was really just a Street Glide with the boombox audio system, and now it's actually special. Of course, they've added three or four thousand more dollars to it. But there's actually stuff in it that's that you don't get in a regular street glide. The stretch bags, the blacked out look, uh, just things, uh, things like that. The special actually is special now. Ah, with a special price. But a special price, you're gonna go. Tw- I think twenty five grand. I, I'm not hundred percent sure on the price, but it, 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 I'm sure it tickles twenty five, twenty six grand, which brings you up around a, around a limited at twenty seven, twenty eight. Getting it there depends on what you want. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to pay for it. I mean, if if Yamaha had skimped on some of the um, some of the features, you might have not got cheap, cheaper plastic. You might have got uh, a better fit and finish. But at some point or another, they still have to make money. They're in business to make money. Uh, they're not. They're not in. They're not in business to to give you the give you the world. If you want if you want the nice stuff, you got to pay for it. So the street grind special is twenty six. Twenty six. I knew I was. In, I knew it was in that ballpark. Yeah, I, I liked it. I liked it. I took a walk around. I haven't gotten a chance to ride the 18s yet. I've ridden the 17 touring. Uh, I believe this coming up, I don't maybe the 23rd of, I don't know. Coming up, I'm going to be riding the soft tails, and I'll put a video out on it. I'll tell you what I think. Oh, there nice. You there you go, Rich. How can people find you? Uh, my YouTube channel is uh, is Happy Jack. It's just a small motor vlogging channel. I do some demo rides. Sometimes I do some blogging. Sometimes I just ride through the mountains and put music in the background. And um, when I was uh, many years ago, I was sick and I wanted uh, I lived vicariously through motor vloggers because I couldn't ride, and I wanted to do the same. And so if you uh, if you enjoy it, watch them. If you don't enjoy it, there are plenty of other guys out there that you might enjoy. Um, I don't do it. Uh, for money i uh, just because uh, i'd be poor and uh i uh, i just do, i just do it because i like to ride and i like to talk to myself i heard that all right rich you got any other questions for mr jack on the yamaha no i think uh it sounds like an interesting bike i don't i don't know that it i don't want to say it's not a harley alternative but you know like you said you know like happy jack said try it for yourself you know the things that he didn't find appealing other people may and hopefully they get that engine problem sorted out right if i could give you my unscientific study uh, i i asked pretty much everybody that was interested in the bike uh, there were a couple of people negotiating one guy that bought one and i asked them what they were riding now and i think four out of five were on goldwings so it's pulling from goldwing riders more than it's pulling from harley riders i didn't find one guy there that was riding a harley huh Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Unscientific. It was only five or six people. Uh, you'd need 100, yeah. 200 people before before that would make any sense, uh, be worth anything. But for that little sampling that I had, uh, they were all Goldwing riders. One one person was on a V-Star, but they were all, all coming from a Goldwing looking at the Yamaha. Do you have contact info for any of those people we could follow up with after like six months uh, or so, a year? I didn't know. Um, no, no, I just, I was just okay. a little, pain. I just came up and I was a little pain in the behind with a camera. <laughs> I know. I, like I think, it. I think the, the Yamaha rep wanted me to get the hell out of there. Oh, wow. yeah. It's like, he's the guy on the broken bike. Get him out of here. <laughs> I, I, I was the first one to come up with the rap. I think they told me I broke it, but I did. I don't, I don't think I did. It wrapped when I turned it on. And the uh, the tech heard it when I pulled away. He immediately uh, took the bike when I pulled up. Nice. I was gonna say it's his fault for not stopping you then, right? I, I think I think he could have if he could have t- contacted the ride captains, uh, they would have pulled me out of the rotation. Yeah, because as soon as I came back, he was there, asked me to get off, and he took the bike. Mm. You get off. You come here no longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you ride no you ride no more today. Yeah, they did. I, I don't think they loved me there. I don't know. I, uh, side side story: they tried to buy my spot. 
they had somebody who was interested in buying the yeah the the dealership. Well, the the rides are put on by Yamaha, and the dealership is really just a spot, just a hosting it. So they they had the manager came up to me and asked me if she could buy my spot. Unless she was going to give me a WR250, I wasn't going to give it away. And uh, she said she was going to. Yamaha said the other guy hasn't signed the waiver, hasn't done what he has to do. Either he's going, meaning me, either he's going or nobody's going. And so the, it ended up being a non-issue. But uh, they, I asked her what she was going to offer me, and she said $50. I told her it wouldn't have done it. So Right. Uh-huh. Thanks for playing. Yep. Yeah. Right. If if she had, if I don't know if she'd gone into triple digits, she might have uh, she might have convinced me. But uh, fifty dollars wasn't going to get me to give up my spot after waiting for God knows how long. All right. Well, if that's it, John. I think speaking of money, we can take a moment and thank all our riders of Loud Pipes who support and make the show possible. And we encourage everyone to check out loudpipes.net/slash/donate for more detail on that. And let's start with our barbershop riders. First five members, Jebby and Zion. And also in that group is Chuck, Mike, and Chris. Thank you, fellas. We also have a riders group. First five members, Marcus, Rickard, and Edward. Rounding out the, the riders group is Steve, Micah, Jim, Kenny, Roger, Dangerous Dave, and our newest member, Jed. And lastly, our insiders group, which consists of Darren and the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Loudpipes.net slash donate is the place to sign up if you're interested. Select the reward that meets your interests most. And since Patreon is an ongoing monthly program, if you'd like to provide a one-time donation, there's a link on our website for that as well. Loudpipes.net slash donate. All right, Johnny John, I don't think we have a U-turn this this particular episode. We don't necessarily have a an update on spend my money, but I understand Happy Jack wants to partake in our eight days a week is that right he does i forgot about that yeah i do i have a list i sent him a message this morning says hey a couple things for you you need this and you need this and he's like i got my eight already so i had heard uh your other guys your other guests uh give theirs so i kind of expected it and uh yeah so i came up with uh, number one i think an h2 because uh, how, how many people on this earth have done 200 miles an hour on the ground and i want to be one of those people me too <laughs> and that, that's all that's that's the only reason i only want it for an i only want it for an hour i don't need it for i don't need to own it i just need it for an hour and i need you to get out of my way and mop, mop up the mess when you find me at the end of the run right um, uh, number uh, number funny. two uh a ktm 350 excf because because uh, i missed the dirt and it's basically a it's a it's a dirt bike with just enough street legal goodies to uh, to put a plate on it. And I, I was a I was a mediocre novice hair scramble racer, and I would love to be be a mediocre novice old hair scramble racer if I could. But uh, I'm not sure my body could still handle it. But but I'd I'd love to do it if I could. So. I heard that. And a bike we've actually already touched on quickly was the, is a, a CVO Ultra Limited. Uh, basically, my bike wearing a prom dress on steroids. And I, mean, I love my bike, and this one just is more of the same. I mean, that's uh, I, I'll never I'll never dump forty three thousand dollars on a motorcycle, but but if I if I could, that would be the one. So. Heard that. Okay. Now now I'm going to go off the reservation here. Um, I think a, a Yamaha Wave Runner FX Limited HV SVHO, which is a supercharged Wave Runner, basically a bike for the water. They come supercharged. Supercharged does about does about eighty miles an hour in the water, and if you've ever done even fifty miles an hour on the water, you know it feels like hundred and fifty. Oh yeah, and those waves feel like you're hitting bricks. <laughs> Don't they? Don't they just? Yeah. It's, I've 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 been seventy miles an hour on the on a jet ski, and it's it's like doing two hundred miles an hour. You just feel like yeah. you, you just. Poof, poof. It, it's. I, I think if you come off a, a wave runner going that fast, it hurts more <laughs> on that initial hit <laughs> when you fall off of it. I, I'm, 
unfortunately, my only serious injury was on a uh, was after tib fib. Luckily, I've never done it with a with a motorcycle. But yeah, you can really uh, you can get some air on those things. And uh, oh, another bike we touched on real quick, uh, a Dyna Street Bob, the last generation. I think you, you need a bike for those fifty to hundred mile rides. The CVO was good for anything over a hundred, but uh -huh. those those uh, those afternoon rides just for ice cream or something. Uh, right. No bag, two wheels, a motor, a seat, and, and some bars. And um, I've always been a fan of the street bomb. It's uh, my brother-in-law owns one. He says he's never going to sell it. It's his favorite bike ever. And he said, you'll, I'll, you'll bury me with it. And uh, someday I might pick one up. Who knows? Hmm. Now, really off the reservation, a Dutchman Voltage Triton toy hauler. Because if you have all those toys, you need to bring them with you. Um, and that's a, a fifth wheel looks like a nascar hauler yep it, uh you could you know what they are i do stick a stick a couple bikes in the back and live in luxury drive all across the country ride the tail of the dragon with bacon and john and um is it self-propelled because you can't ride or drive it no that is number <laughs> seven you forgot I, I, i'm getting to that a ford f-350 platinum dual rear wheels something, something to tow that bad boy with because if you if you're gonna have if you're gonna have twelve thousand pounds of trailer and another three thousand pounds of motorcycle, you need, you need an F three fifty platinum. Yeah, so that's number seven. And my project, the last one, is a Bandit Trans Am, and that's self explanatory. I love smoking in the Bandit. <laughs> yeah, wow. that's that's the one person has picked that. Car. Yeah, yeah, someone else has too. I heard somebody else say that, but that's the one. If I had to, if I had to. Uh, have a muscle car or something it would be a bandit trans am wow. one awesome. of the new ones nope would you nope. get one of the uh, new ones i think 1977 i think i'd there pick one go. of the new ones if they were giving them away <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, don't get don't get me wrong i don't dislike the new ones. I, I, and i don't have 60 70 guy i don't know how much they are. i don't have that kind of money sitting around waiting just for toys but but if i did if i had a my list my list would probably run me so i didn't add it all up but i'm I'm guessing my list would run me somewhere around a quarter million dollars. So if I have a quarter million dollars sitting around someday, I'll fill that list out and I'll take you guys all for a ride. Sounds great. I'll take it. Oh, sounds good. Mm. All right, Mr. Warfield, anything else you got for tonight? Are we don't think we have anything else. We got events coming up. Uh, you do. I do. I do. <laughs> I don't know if I do. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> It's not really an event, but, um, well, I know you're going to the Capital City Bike Fest, but Kenny's going to be down uh, around the weekend of what would have been the Vintage Fest. So we might have some good stuff to talk about after that weekend. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this weekend coming up is the Ray Price Capital City Bike Fest. So be going to be cool. And our buddy Big Mike's coming. All right. All right. Anything else? Uh, I guess ha Happy Jack will give you one. One final thought here, if you want to shout out anything, the YouTube channel again, or anything else, uh, we'll give the floor yours before we shut it down. Uh, I've just, uh, I've been blessed to to have uh, awesome people in my life that support me while I, uh, I get to talk to motorcycle people about motorcycles on YouTube, on things like this, and it's uh, it's been fun. It's really been fun. Tonight's been fun, and uh, every time I throw a leg over a motorcycle all i think of is this is fun indeed yeah, it's it. a lot of fun thank you sir thank you thank you for having me and again uh congratulations on 100 shows that's uh it's a tremendous accomplishment uh should be very very proud of it yeah thank you yeah some days it feels like it really feels like it but then other times you, you can't believe three years have gone by already yeah it's been fun right like i said i only discovered you guys a while back and uh I'm catching up on the episodes. I'm really enjoying them. And uh, thank you for doing what you do. You are welcome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Thanks, Rico. Thanks, John. As always, appreciate it. Good, man. And one more thanks to the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. We much, muchly appreciate it, if that's a word. And I encourage everyone to check out loudpipes.net slash donate. Also, additional information from this episode, including links and images, can be found on the website loudpipes.net slash 101 can you believe it 
Here you Say find <laughs> links to leave us feedback, subscribe to the show, and follow us on social media. All right, Hogan, kickstands up. Let's do this, Brutus. All right, Johnny John. Let's grow, guys. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.